New research by the Kennel Club has shown a marked increase in the rogue breeders of puppies with health and behavioural problems who can no longer be adequately looked after by their owners as the cost of living continues to soar. The research, which is part of the organisation's Be Puppy Wise campaign, revealed an increase in the virtual hidden world of puppy breeding and buying, with one in three people admitting to paying for their puppy before seeing it in real life. Joining me now is Anne Ford from Croydon, who suffered a bad puppy buying experience, and Mark Beasley, Chief Executive of the Kennel Club. Mark, uh, welcome. Incredible new research uh, that you have at the Kennel Club. Just uh, give me a sense of how big this problem is. It really is a big problem, and without being overly dramatic, it shows a very poor portrait of the state of the puppy buying nation here in the UK. And what it's really shown is that this rather murky, hidden, virtual world of dog breeding is growing. In fact, it almost become normalised during lockdown. And unfortunately, this has enabled rogue breeders to thrive. And just give an indication of how it has grown, we've seen a threefold increase in people buying pups on social media since 2017. And almost a third, 31% of people are paying before they see a puppy in real life. And that means they're not seeing the puppy's mum or the breeding environment, which is the basics when you go to get any puppy. Goodness knows what problems you you could be buying into if you don't do your research properly, which is obviously um, what's behind the Kennel Club's Be Puppy Wise campaign, which you're launching, which aims to help people understand how to spot the signs of irresponsible breeders and avoid some of the classic pitfalls, doesn't it? Absolutely. And of course, with the world of puppy breeding and buying getting more and more difficult to navigate, it's absolutely crucial that would-be owners know exactly what to look for when they're buying a puppy. And just to give some examples, puppy buyers should be cautious. It really is a case of buyer beware. And people should be careful, particularly of adverts, using words that try to lure you in with promises of, for example, rare or exotic breeds or of a quick sale, because rest assured, a good breeder, such as a Kennel Club Assure breeder, will always ask questions about your suitability for dog ownership. And you should be prepared to go on a waiting list for any uh, breeder who is being careful in what they're doing. Really, there are some drastic and pretty heartbreaking consequences for puppies that have been purchased from rogue breeders and indeed some very costly care that they need uh, that they need afterwards. Anne Ford from Croydon is one person all too aware of what can go wrong when buying a puppy and I'm pleased to say she joins me on the line and hello to you. You've got a very sad story haven't you about your experience when you took on uh, Labrador Barney back in December last year. Tell me what happened. Well um, in fact my son bought us the puppy um, in advance of my husband uh, taking retirement. And um, he uh, arrived home on a Sunday afternoon with uh, this beautiful uh, puppy, uh, Labrador puppy called Barney. And um, he bought the puppy as a surprise. Um, And it it was a surprise, but he was lovely. Um, He bought uh, everything to go with Barney. bed, his crate, his food, his bowls, his toys, everything. He thought he'd done everything that he should have done. What he did was he bought Barney from um, an online seller 
and he thought he was doing the right thing. He went to see uh, the puppies. Uh, it was a first time breeder, she told him. It was a family home. So he wasn't buying from uh, a puppy farm or, or people who weren't caring for puppies. So he thought he was doing the right thing, wasn't he? By going seeing a breeder, he thought he was doing exactly the right thing. He thought he was doing the right thing. Uh, it was a first-time breeder. The The woman told him that they bred their dog because it had anxiety issues. And the vet said, well, if, it has, uh, if your uh, bitch has uh, uh, puppies, it will calm her down and she won't have such anxiety issues. So that was the reason they told my son why they bred their dog and it was a family home it uh, they seemed to take care of the puppies and he went to visit the puppy on two occasions we didn't want to take the, uh, Barney um, until nearer Christmas that was his plan so he took Barney after he'd had his first vaccination and he was nine weeks old we didn't know we were getting Barney, so we hadn't booked him in with uh, our vet for a health check. And when I did on uh, ring the vet on the Monday, they were so full, they couldn't fit him in until uh, after Christmas. They then had their second vaccinations at 12 weeks. He was at home. He was not allowed out. We, we looked after him. Um, and so he arrived on the Sunday. On the Wednesday, we thought, mm, he's not putting on weight. And he had a, a pink coloured uh, poo. Um, and I said to my son, no, I don't think that's right. And he said, oh, well, they've had um, Barney wormed. So that might be affecting his stomach. So, OK, all very well. But by the Thursday night, Friday, he started vomiting. We then were worried about him. And on the Friday, we rang um, our vet. Uh, they couldn't see him till the evening. And we felt he's only a young dog. They can deteriorate really rapidly. We'll take him to um, a local vet where we could get him seen sooner, which we did. He was taken and um, the vet gave him some anti-sickness injection and he seemed to perk up. But Sunday morning he was down again. And this time, not only was he vomiting, but he's also had uh, diarrhoea. We took him to our, our vets that have an emergency service on a, at weekends and uh, took him straight in. The vet said, has he been tested for parvovirus? And I went, I've never heard of parvovirus. And he said, I think that's what he's got. It's very serious and we'll do a test and I'll let you know. Well, 10 minutes later, he came back and said, unfortunately, Barney does have parvovirus. We will try to save him, but it's very serious. They took him in, they gave him a high dose um, antibiotics and um, we went to see him to start with. And then they said, no, don't come. It's better if he's on his own. They would ring us every day and tell us how he was getting on. He was struggling, um, but they were doing the best they can for him. On the Wednesday, the vet rang to say, we actually think it's unethical to keep him going um, and that they had to sorry I'm getting upset now uh put him down um so my son and daughter and husband went to see him and say goodbye um in the meantime my son rang the breeder to say Barney's sick and are any of the other puppies sick you know to warn them um and they said no none of the other puppies are sick it's just your puppy 
we were in a dilemma then because we couldn't get Barney insured because he was sick. We couldn't get him vaccinated because he was too young to have the second lot of vaccines. And we had to do what we could for him to try and save his life. So my son asked the breeder if they would uh, like to refund our money. And they said they totally refused. And so we were left with having spent £2,000 on the puppy and then uh, the vet's fees, and I can't fault the vet because they did everything they, they could, but the vet's fees were three and a half thousand pounds. Goodness me. So we, we had a bill for a puppy that we actually only had for five days. That's horrendous. You're dealing with the emotions of a sick puppy that you're being advised, um, you know, probably needed to be put to sleep. And you're having to deal with the financial burden of this as well. That must have been awful. It, it was it was terrible. I mean, part of the reason uh, we were happy to have the puppy is my, my daughter's had some anxiety issues and we felt it would help her um, uh, as a therapy dog. Is, you know, she would then uh, have a friend, she helped her relieve her anxiety which actually then ended up being worse because of course we'd all got so attached to this beautiful little puppy then to lose him in such a short time it was really upsetting and then of course we then had to sort out the financial issues a very a very upsetting uh, and emotional time for us all particularly over Christmas too because you couldn't celebrate and enjoy Christmas because we just had such a loss you know but, um, yeah. yeah. Well, you now have Bertie, a golden retriever, and that was a totally different uh, experience. The breeder was recommended to you by a friend, and uh, they kept in contact with you regularly, letting you see the pup before you bought it. And so you felt a lot more confident uh, that she was responsible and had done the right things. Given your previous experiences, can you tell me how that conversation went with the breeder once you were confident with her and, and what you did differently? So she said, well, you can't visit them yet. They're too young, but uh, come at uh, six weeks uh, and, and you can view them. She she was very good. She sent me pictures so we could see him growing. Um, but I also asked the most important question. First of all, is your dog insured to have puppies? Yes, she said. Uh, we, we work through the uh, kennel club uh, and so it's insured and therefore it'll be insured through the kennel club for five weeks after the puppy has left its mother. So it gives you plenty of time to organise your own insurance or insure with the kennel club if you wanted to. So that was my first concern. Um, I was also able to to um, set up an appointment uh, within uh, days of receiving the puppy. We got him on a Saturday. We booked an appointment for a health check with our vet that also gave insurance um, on the Monday. I also had to check about the type of vaccinations that they get because you have to have vaccinations that are compatible with the one that they've already had. So um, I needed to make sure that the vaccination that uh, Bertie would get at eight weeks would be compatible with the one that our vet would give him. That's really important. Otherwise, you've got to start the process all over again. So that worked out. Um, we booked all the appointments ready before we actually uh, took Bertie home. The breeder was excellent. She gave me lots of instructions. She said she was always there if uh, if I needed her. She set up a WhatsApp group 
with um, all the other um, puppy siblings uh, and their owners. And uh, I found out soon after we'd uh, taken Bertie home that um, a number of the owners of the, his siblings had already had puppies from her before and they were having a second dog. And I thought, oh, that's really reassuring because if they've had one dog from this breeder and they're happy to take a second dog, it shows that they feel really confident in, in the breeder's ability and the health of the dogs. So we, we did things differently, but that was only because we had the time and also because we'd had such an awful experience. Lots of lessons, hard lessons learned there, and but thankfully a happy outcome the second time around. And for anybody listening to this who is getting a puppy or thinking of getting a puppy, there is essential advice and guidance on buying a puppy from a responsible breeder and avoiding some of these pitfalls at the Kennel Club's Be Puppy Wise hub at thekennelclub.org.uk forward slash be puppy wise.